Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe Dilio here with Alex Gilstrap and Ryan Roberts. We're doing yet another full class positional breakdown for the 2023 class. This time we are doing wide receivers. If you missed the running back show and the quarterback show, go back and watch those. But we have a fantastic crop of receivers that we are going to discuss today. As we did previously on the other shows, we're going to pitch guys that we're a little too high on compared to the consensus, guys that we're a little bit lower on than the consensus. So stay tuned for all that coming up. Guys, this wide receiver class, though, I want to start off before we get to the ad read. It's pretty safe to say that this group is not as good as the run of receiver classes that we've had over the past few years. And that should not be a hot take going into this episode to be saying that. There are some talented players, but we're probably going to get more guys that are going in the later half of the first round early on day two. I mean, it's it's the worst wide receiver class since at least in at least four years, right? Because the last three were, fa- I mean, the previous two before the twenty twenty one cycle or twenty twenty two cycle were historical, and then this past cycle, in my opinion, was a very good class again. So we're looking at a class. I think that I think there's some questions at the top, and then I don't see a ton of depth either. I, I think it's a pretty underwhelming class, to be honest. Which it's funny because Alex, I don't know if you saw this, man, but yeah, I made a tweet about that like a few weeks ago, and people fought back at me so hard on that, man. They're like, "Oh no, no, it's a really good class." I'm like, "Is it though?" I don't, I don't personally don't see it. I don't know. I think a lot of people, I know what you're talking about. I think a lot of people make the mistake of saying, "Oh, there's a lot of names." to whether this class is good or not. And at the wide receiver position, just because there's three or four of these guys on the field at a time, you're just going to have more names than you do running backs and you do quarterbacks. This class relative to what we've had in the past few years, like you said, is down. It's just not as good of a class. There are some guys, you know, that, that will fill a role. There's uh, plenty of slot guys in this year's class that I kind of like uh, in the middle to late rounds uh, is where I'd, I'd slot them in at currently. But at the top, like you said, you have some question marks, you have some athletes, some guys that have put up some production, but then it kind of is just this void of guys that I don't know. I have to see it a little bit more for me to feel confident in you know their translation to the next level. So uh, I feel like this year coming into summer scouting is definitely a shorter list of names to, to kind of keep your eye on than we've had in the past few years. And then uh, you know pair that with the question marks we have up top. I'm with you 100%. This this position right now through the first three positions that we've walked through is the one I'm most underwhelmed with uh, relative to, uh, you know, years past for that position. 
Alex, I think you definitely hit the nail on the head there. there. There's a lot of guys that have production in this year's class, which is it's it's odd to see this amount of production. We've got a lot of guys that had over a thousand yards or close to a thousand yards last season, and some guys that went over ten touchdowns. But with those guys, not all of them have the talent to really back it up. It's a little weird because there's all of these names that you recognize because of that production that they had last year. But this class, it seems like it's uh, there's a lot less quality of players to back up that production, a lot of circumstance. It's just strange to look at this group knowing all these names but also not feeling the sentiment that they're going to be elite NFL-wide receivers and there's going to be guys who are good enough to be drafted in the top 15. I, th I think we're looking at a class here too, which it always makes you unsettled when – you go into a class and you see like a lot of developmental players that need to take a massive step forward. I think of the quarterback class this year after the top two. It's just like there's a lot of guys with talents, but can they make the massive step forward? Even with some of these guys, man, if they take a massive step forward, I still don't know if they're elite prospects. Like I just don't. Like I, I mean, we talked about it, Joe. Like I, I like Keyshawn Boutte. I, I really did. I, I liked a lot of the talent, but if he takes a massive step forward, is he going to be a top ten player in this class? Like is he going to no. be a, a, a top fifteen type of dude? Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'm very like lukewarm on. Like, I don't know. There's some of these guys that I think are perceived as like high upside guys. That I, I question if it's as high upside as people act like it is. Well, let, let's play a game because I'm with you. How looking at it, I don't know if you have a list in front of you of some names for this I year's do. class. Yeah. Um, how many, based on your perception of them thus far, do you think have a ceiling based on it, how they do this year could be first rounders? Who are you would you would spend a first round pick on them? Not you know we're not trying to project it's too early for that. Four or five? Um, no, nah, I'd, I'd say three. I think three. That's why. Right, that's why I said maybe. I'm I'm being yeah. I'm being much more generous than you are. I think I think Boutte has upside to be a first rounder. I think yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, going to be a first rounder. Yeah, and I'm fine with him being a first rounder to be honest. And then the other guy is, is we haven't talked about like, him yet. I, yeah, actually, yeah. I, mean, I, I want to keep it to myself then because it's going to okay. ruin a future show. But I mean, like guys like Quentin Johnston that we've went through, I don't see first rounder. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Like At Perry, I like a lot. He's not going to be a first rounder. We'll mm -hmm. talk about another guy today, Raheem Jarrett. I don't see first round upside. The only other guy that I would even argue, and this one's going to be like a little bit of a hot take, I guess. I could see if Jermaine Burton has a huge year at Alabama, he might be a dude, but that's very high projection for that one. So I'd say three. I only feel good about right now. Yeah, I mean, we're struggling with three. Some names you didn't mention that some people would argue. Jordan Addison, obviously going to USC, will have a chance with the production he put up last year. And then Marvin Mims, if he has a bounce back year at Oklahoma, you know, he was in the, he was one of the names to talk about after his true freshman season from Oklahoma. So really though, you're struggling to find names that you feel comfortable with if they hit their ceiling this year and really put everything together that you see someone that you're confident is a first rounder. I, I'm, I'm with you on Jermaine Burton being kind of the wild card, but still, even with that, you're talking three or four guys. Right, right. Let's get into talking about this class. Before we do, though, I just want to tell our listeners about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
BetOnline, where the game starts. So we already brought up Jordan Addison and getting into the category of guys that we're a little bit higher on or maybe we shouldn't really be as high on. In this circumstance, it's a guy that I'm higher on than the consensus. I definitely had to bring him up because I know Ryan is not as big of a fan of Jordan Addison as I am. But I watched Jordan Addison yesterday, and my expectations were a little bit limited. I- I've noticed since I started getting into to watching tape, I, I tend to to step into watching these guys with the the you know the pretense of whatever Ryan tells me. So I'm coming in thinking that it, the, no, it's just because like you're the opinion that I usually go to for stuff. So that's, I get it from. That's so from sweet. It's so sweet. Okay. Man. So sweet. So I was thinking I wouldn't really like him that much, but I, I watched him and I I understand why Ryan doesn't doesn't like him. But I, I saw a, a very quick can I, release. Can I, Go ahead. can I cut you off real quick? Can you stop saying yes. I don't like people? Can you stop saying that? That becomes a sorry, very sorry, negative. sorry. That's I understand what, why Ryan why, absolutely like, hates him and doesn't think he's draftable. <laughs> I mean, you curse so much on this show, and then this is why we get those negative reviews where people are like, "You sorry, hate everybody." Sorry, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. This is I. I understand why Ryan is not as much of a fan as I am. Perfect. Jo- Jordan Addison. I saw a very, very quick release, quick feet. I, I saw that he had very nice body control trying to readjust to the football. Uh, he's a player who lined up at multiple spots for the uh, for Pitt's offense. He was playing outside. He was playing in the slot. And he was able to get off the ball fairly quickly. Uh, the, the quickness for me was, was what really excited me and seeing what he could do. Doesn't do a whole lot after the catch as much as you, you'd kind of like for a guy as athletic as he is. But the one concern that we get that that Ryan brought up is the play strength. And I understand having that, that concern and being worried about a player who physically can't match up where he has to handle himself and press, or he's trying to um, make a contested catch. That stuff is concerning, but overall, I think the rest of the, I I really liked him. And I would argue, I, I would put him in that discussion for wide receiver one, going into an offense that has a quarterback with an actual arm and not a noodle arm. How fast do you think Jordan Addison is? If you had to guess low four fours, you at think least. So? Yeah, at least yeah. I, he, I mean, I, it was, he was noticeably fast and again, he's like 180 pounds soaking wet, which is pretty light. And it's the, like the, you know, the Devonte, uh, you know, Smith, um, you know, quandary that, that we had a couple of cycles ago, but I, I mean, the, the guy was just so dominant. He was open so often and it's not like it was, all scheming him open like I was concerned about with Smith and Jigba. I think he's just not my type. He might just not be my type. I mean, he, he reminds me a little bit of Olave, and Olave wasn't my type. I, I didn't dislike Chris Olave, even though people thought I did, even though I had a second <laughs> round grade on him. But yeah, I just, there's some things I hesitate on, and play strength is one of them because usually play strength limits your ability to line up across the, across the formation, right? And I don't know if he's ever going to be a guy. That is a true outside receiver. I don't know if I see that, but he's still a good player. There's no doubt. I mean, you don't have over 100 receptions and over 1,500 yards if you're not a good football player, right? So, yeah, Jordan Addison's a good player. I'm just being a little lower on him than you. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Addison, to me, is someone that you kind of know what you get with him. Like you said, you know you're not getting the play strength, but you're getting someone that has enough speed and can separate and can find himself in, in you know open parts of the field and can take advantage of it after the catch with his athleticism. So I think Jordan Addison is going to be kind of a plug-and-play slot guy at the next level, year one. And I think he can, he'd can he be someone you'd be happy with as your starting slot uh, as long as you had some guys on the outside as well, you know, if you compare with them. So as long as you're not relying on him to be your 
focal point of your offense, your passing offense at the next level, I think this is someone you'll be really happy with what he gives you uh, the return on it. So I see, I see Addison currently as someone I think is easily a second round player. Um, but I don't know how much more he can improve based on what we saw from him last season. I mean, really, it's going to come from him getting bigger and stronger, but I don't really see that forecasted into, you know, what he can do for this year. So, so I think he is kind of what he is. And as long as he puts up, you know, respectable numbers this year at USC uh, with Caleb Williams and that transfer from Pitt, you're going to be happy with him. And he's going to, to me, probably be a, a mid second round guy. That's where I'd look at him. Hopefully he eats a little bit more raising canes uh, and, and, you know, bulks up a little bit. Um, nobody, nobody saw that picture it's, of it's, him. Just, I, I did not. Is raising canes good though? I heard it's really good. Yeah. It's, had it. I've had it it's, once. It's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. good. That's, that's weird. You're the one in the South. You should be eating it all the time. Well, we, the, oh. the closest oh. one to me is Athens and that's on the other side of Atlanta. Drive, drive to Athens and go get some right now. Like <laughs> Alex, uh, you, your guy though, who, who are you picking for this category? Yeah, so I, I kind of took your approach that you had last week as far as I understand I shouldn't like this guy as much as I do because of some obvious reasons, but I just really am intrigued by him. And my guy is Jordan Whittington from Texas. Uh, so Whittington came into the University of Texas as a running back recruit. And shocker, he didn't make it in that running back room with B. John Robinson. So they converted him over to wide receiver and his man like a, a big slot receiver role for him. And turning on his tape, you can tell this guy is a running back that is just playing the wide receiver position. But personally, I really, really like those guys. The Debo Samuel, the A.J. Brown, everyone's looking for that next guy that you don't have to do too much down the field with. Just put the ball in his hands and let him do work in space, uh, breaking tackles. And Whittington does that uh, for this Texas offense. And what is really a crowded room, if you really look at it as far as uh, – the talent they have as far as putting the ball in in guys' hands with Xavier Worthy is a guy that we'll talk about this time next year uh, as a wide receiver prospect. And then, of course, I mentioned B. John Robinson as well. So Whittington there is really like the third guy in that offense as far as the uh, guys you want to get the ball in his hands. But I really, really liked what he did after the catch. And he's super raw at the position. You can tell he's a ring back playing the wide receiver position right now. But his athleticism, his contact balance after the catch is super, super fun to watch. The big hesitation with him, and Joe, you mentioned this pre-show when we were talking, he has a lot of drops on tape. And oh yeah, it's down the football bad. field, this guy struggles hauling in the football. And there, there's times where he makes some splash plays at the catch point where he's basically robbing the, the safety um, of the football. But then other times he's coming across the football field, just goes right through his hands. And that's a problem right now. Uh, for Whittington, but if he can improve on that and limit the the drops and uh, you know the tip balls that he allows to get back into the secondary, this guy has a lot of fun traits about him that I think some NFL offenses are really going to covet because this guy really does a lot after the catch uh, and makes life easy on the quarterback. Yeah, the I don't Ryan really quick. I was just going to say that the one thing for me, I watched him. I was juiced up watching him because he, he runs like a tank. He runs like a power back when he's got the ball and he's just charging through people. That what he did against UL uh, Lafayette was yeah, was like really really fun to watch. Oh yeah, week gosh. one. But then you you see him against Arkansas and he's just dropping passes, man. That he's supposed to be making. Like it's it's hard to buy in when you're dropping passes like that. But I mean, there's value to it. Maybe he's a kick returner or something. I don't know. I, I, he's, he's an aggressive runner. He's fast too, right? Like he's four mm-hmm. four something, dude, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's like mid to high four fours. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, Texas has a lot of guys to talk about, man. You mentioned Worthy already. Um, you know, getting a guy like a winning, winning, Whittington. Is it Whittington? Whittington. Yeah. Whittington. And then also they have, I mean, if anybody wants a sleeper out there, they have Isaiah Nayer, who was a thousand yard receiver for Wyoming last year that transferred over there, who's like a longer wide receiver. And Jaleel Billings. Touchdown receptions too, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah, man. He was a good player for Wyoming, really good player. And then they got Bijan. Roshan Johnson's a guy that no one talks about too much in the running back room mm-hmm. because Bijan's so good. But yeah, now a lot a lot of footballs go around in Texas next year. It's gonna be fascinating to watch. I wonder what the splits are going to be and what the targets are going to be and, and all that type of conversation. But it should be, should be pretty interesting to see Texas football with Quinn Ewers, Joe's boy, Quinn Ewers. Heisman why is that my, why is that my boy? <laughs> you look like you would, you look like you would like a guy that has a mullet. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I probably would be into a weird bit like that. Uh, Ryan, your guy though, who we talked about the other day. Um, I am certainly a fan of, I'm very glad that we're talking about him again because he is a really, really fantastic player. And I, I think I saw a, like a, a rankings list. I was kind of curious poking around how people felt about certain players. Like AT yeah. Perry, was it like bottom 10, like 15, like, which is just so weird to me. Yeah. No, I, I like AT a lot, man. He's six, five, he's 205 plus pounds. I think he's going to be a four, four high type of kid. He's explosive. He uncovers deep, more of a vertical route stem type of player, but he's a really intriguing athlete. And I think that he's hurt a lot by Sam Hartman, who kind of underthrows a lot of balls and kind of forces him back to the football a little bit. But he he can uncover, man. He's got some straight line speed. I don't think this guy's just a catch boy type of dude. I did say this on the episode, though, Alex, um, where we mm-hmm. talked about A.T. Perry and we talked about Quentin Johnston. A.T. does... I'm trying to be a little cautious with him because there are things about him that do remind me of Hakeem Butler and Hakeem Butler. Oh, was I love Hakeem Butler. I love Hakeem Butler. I had a second round grade on Hakeem Butler. I loved. Find Hakeem me Butler. one person who wasn't high on Hakeem Butler. There was not a single person Dude. that wasn't like this kid's a freak. He was 6'5", 220, had some incredible contested catches. Then he went through a comedy and ran like four four seven or something. I'm just like, oh. My lord, <laughs> yeah. but, never put um, it together now. And he reminds me a little bit of that. The one reason that I think that I'm not going to move off of the AT Perry thing, though, and I'm going to trust my eyes on this one is that he doesn't have drop issues like Akeem Butler mm-hmm. had, man. Like that was the big thing with Akeem, and it still haunted him going to the Cardinals and into his NFL career. So I like AT, I, th- I think that he has really strong hands. I think he's got a big body, I think he's got speed. When you have that height, weight, speed, I think you're going to be able to play the next level if you're developed properly. So I like AT, but there are some things that have me worried because I have I have missed on a receiver that is stylistically kind of similar to him. Yeah, AT, AT surprised me a little bit too. I, I might not be quite as high, but I mean, I like to think uh, in summer scouting, uh, looking at these guys pretty early, how do they win? There's four primary ways that they win. It's either after the catch, guys that you want to feed the ball in short areas of the field. It's because of their route running. It's because of their speed or it's because of their size at the catch point. Those are basically the four ways you win. And throughout A.T. Perry's film, you at least see him win in that area a handful of times in each of those four facets. Mm. You know, obviously he has a size you mentioned, 6'5", 200 plus pounds, but he had he had better speed than I anticipated down the, down the football field. I'm glad you mentioned Sam Hartman because uh, the uh, catch point stuff stood out to me because he was underthrown quite often. Uh, route running's kind of fine. I mean, for his size, it's good, yep. but uh, you know, you don't expect him to be a true, you know, 
route runner like that. Um, and then, and then, um, you know, his speed, like I said, I mentioned his speed already. So his speed is, is, is pretty impressive for his size. So I really liked AT Perry. I think you're, you're going to have a limited upside with him. Cause I think, I don't know where else he has room to grow. Uh, and being, I think he's going to be an older prospect too. Cause I think he's a 99 baby. Is that yeah, right? He is. Yeah. Yep. So, so he'll be older. So, you know, some people will be hesitant with him because of that and won't have as many years uh, of his prime when he gets to the NFL, but I like AT Perry, not a bad football First. player at all. And he can win in basically every facet of the position. Joe, I'll bet you $20. There's a certain director of an all-star game that is going to love Sam Hartman, by the way, just popped in my head as I was thinking about it. <laughs> No, no comment. <laughs> no, no comment. Ryan always antagonizing. I don't say I hate players, and then he also continues to antagonize other people. I like I'm not it. antagonizing him, man. You're, I'm, you're antagonizing. No, you're, are you honestly though? If you're not antagonizing, tweet it. <laughs> isn't Sam Hartman? Yes, he's a senior bowl guy. Yes, he's. Well, totally no, he's he's the guy. perfect example yes. of a guy that's a really good college player, lacks traits, but. NFL guys are going to say, but he's got moxie to him. If like, Bailey Zappi got guy. invited to the, the to the Senior Bowl this past year, he is one thousand percent getting invited. And there's not a lot of upperclassmen guys this year as there was last year. Like it was all freaking upperclassmen, and then even to the point where Howell graduated early and he was able to participate. One thousand percent, Sam Hartman is going to be him and. There, wait, there's another kid. I'm blank. Hooker's obviously going to get the invite, but Hooker, Jacobic, Devin Dr- Leary, McCall is going to be a senior. McCall, there's, there's McCall's one a redshirt other- junior. So is he, a, is he, a, is he definitely eligible? I, I think, know. I think he, he should be on the graduation track. There, gotcha. there was one other guy, and I'm completely blanking on him. And it, it's like so similar to the, the Keaton the, Slovis, Aiden O'Connell. Slovis. Aiden O'Connell, no, Jake Hayner. No, maybe it was Aiden O'Connell. Oh, it's definitely J- Jake Hayner will definitely be at the Jake Hayner definitely no will. Doubt. It was it yeah. was, Aiden o- it was Aiden O'Connell. I mean, I also would not be shocked if Stetson Benton- Bennett finishes the whole season. <laughs> he is gonna be a senior bowler. I am 100 percent, 100 percent. I bet you a hundred dollars. He's if he has gonna put the money down on that. Not not <laughs> even if, not even if they win another championship, but if George, if he just has a good year for Georgia, like if he, he did just last starts year, the whole season. That's it. That's right. all he needs to do. He just needs to to replicate similar stats, which he actually had a pretty good. St- I saw ESPN's um, stats and info page posted a graphic of like. Here are the top returning QBR um, players. And then like the way that they phrased it was this year's quarterback class is going to be a lot better. And then there's Stetson Bennett just plopped in the top of this graphic. And I'm like, is he really in the conversation for? Oh, yeah. Apparently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's Alex's boy, man. That's a poster child right there. Dudes who don't watch film are going to love Stetson Bennett. Um, Alex Alex has a fat head of Stetson Bennett in his room. Of course he does. I would like to talk about guys that we're not as high on as the consensus. My player, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State. So I flipped him on, and I immediately understood why everybody loves him. I'm like, oh, this dude's freaking massive. Like he's he's built really really well. He's a good athlete. The spots where I was a little bit uh, held back on is after I started to watch him more. He's a little stiff. And the other thing too, you you think for a, a big receiver like that, that he would be he would have like dominant levels of of play strength. I didn't get a whole lot of that from him. Like I saw him him against Baylor, he was getting pushed around a little bit by the the corner who was covering him, which was 
very odd to see, again, for a bigger receiver. Separate from that, I didn't see him creating a whole lot of separation for himself. Again, I can understand why people like Xavier Hutchinson. I just wasn't that bought in. I was like, I, I mean, this guy's fine. And he wasn't truly dominant in a lot of his games. He had a couple big performances, but that dominance factor, factor to me is something that I always like to bring up with receivers that are are hard to totally buy in on. And I think Hutchinson fits that description for me. I kind of like Xavier Hutchinson. I don't know if this is fine. Mean, he's fine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at with him. Kid. He's a day three kid. I mean, right. That, that's my point yeah. is that like, uh, he's fine. He's a day three kid. He's got some right. upside. I just can't buy into him being anything more. And like, I, again, I was scar- looking around at some lists last night and like, he was somebody who was kind of popping up higher and higher on some of these lists. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, 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 I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, if, there's a reason he went back, right? I mean, because he was a kid that was getting talked yeah. about for the Senior Bowl net last year. I don't know if he had an invite, but he was a guy that was very productive for Iowa State too. So, I mean, there's a reason that that stuff happens, man. There's a reason that those guys head back to school. So, I'm, I'm there with you on Xavier Hutchinson. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see him this year too without Brock Purdy now, who has been his quarterback for what feels like a decade. So, <laughs> that's I mean. Dra- that's draft pick Um Brock Purdy to you, sir. Starting yeah. 49ers quarterback Brock according Purdy. To, according to Daniel Kelly. Keep going. Yeah. So uh Xavier Hutchinson for me just he's he's a guy that is going to be in the NFL for a long time and be that wide receiver five that's on the roster. The bottom of the but like you're you're okay with it. He's he's he he'll come in when injuries happen and he'll be fine for you. He may have the Quintez Cephas uh type career arc where there's gonna be a couple years on a bad team where he outperformed what he should because he's on a team with no wide receivers around him and i could see him performing well there but he's he's going to be someone you look at replacing if he's a starter for you so xavier hutchinson's fine for me i think i think he he doesn't have too much negative to say about his game but there's nothing that really stands out trait wise either um so i think this is someone that i just kind of see in his his career forward i see him as someone that sticks in the nfl for quite a long time but does so on the back end of the depth chart Go man. put his big ass on on kick return. Go go have him block on kick return. Man, I just had a really good comp for him, and now I just lost it. Man, former Indiana wide receiver from a few years ago that uh, played with the Giants played with the Giants. Wap floor? No, no, dude, no, no, before no, that, no. Before that, he was like a second or third round pick. <sighs> Who played with the Giants? I don't know. No, anything. just oh. wait. Start talking. Start talking, Joe. I'll figure. Uh, it out. Uh, Alex, who who is your guy though that you you're picking? Yeah, so for me, I'm going to talk about uh, someone else that feels like he's been in college forever, and that's Jaden Reed from Michigan State. Uh, Reed and uh, quarterback there at Michigan State, whose name is slipping my mind, um, have a really good rapport with each other. Peyton Thorne. Peyton, Peyton Thorne. Thorne. Yep, them two have a really, really good rapport with each other, and you can tell uh, when watching the tape. He he, he looks to Jaden Reed often i mean all the time and and obviously the production he put up is impressive and that's why he's a name in this year's upcoming class as a fifth year senior but for me as a as a true slot guy who's who's going to slot in probably a shade under six foot he's probably 180 185 pounds he doesn't really have the speed that you would you would really really be looking for at that position his route running didn't really wow me. There wasn't really too much to Jaden Reed's game outside of him just being a pretty well-rounded college slot receiver. That really warrants me thinking this guy could be a, a day two pick. Um, so 
Jaden Reed for me is someone that I think's gotten a lot of hype because of his level of production at the collegiate level thus far. I think a lot of that has to do with there's not too many guys in that Michigan State room, and he has a really good rapport with that quarterback. And I think he's a good college receiver. I just don't really see how that translates to the next level as a plus, you know, as a, as a starting receiver or someone that you can really rely upon uh, to be a focal point of an offense. And I, I've seen him recently in like top tens of positional rankings. So I'm just, I'm ready to slow the roll a little bit here on Jaden Reed as I, I don't see too many uh, physical traits that really stand out and make me, make me excited about his prospects to the NFL. Yeah, I haven't watched enough of Reed yet. I've, I've just heard that he's fast, so it's interesting that you didn't see the speed. Mm. So I look forward to digging into him. Cody Latimer, Joe. Cody oh, Latimer. He sucked. Yes, he <laughs> did. He, <laughs> well, also got, he got arrested for doing something really effed up, I think. I forget he? what it was. Yeah, wait, let me. So I, I just quick on, on Alex, though, your point. Uh, I also haven't gotten the chance to dive into him as well, but I, I, I always feel like it fits what we talked about at the beginning of the show. These older guys that stuck around for a long time, we we're, we fall into this trap of overvaluing those guys and then overvaluing the the really productive guys at times. Um, and it, it, I don't know. It's just it seems like it, it, it's not lazy, but it just happens at the be- beginning of the cycle. And it's interesting to know that that Reed might be one of those guys because he's just he's just been around forever. He's a name that everyone remembers. A, a little fun nugget on Jaden Reed. His birthday is going to fall. 23rd birthday is going to fall on day two of the NFL draft this coming year. Mm-hmm. He's going to be pretty disappointed when he's not taken on his birthday. <laughs> that was messed up. That was really disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> man. You're coming that was for bad. Heads. That was bad. I'm sorry. Oh, Cody Latimer was arrested because of a argument that broke out during a poker game. Okay. Uh <laughs> yeah, no, this is uh, we're not going to go into that. Uh, I, it, it, it seems like it's a really messed up situation. Um, Ryan, gotcha. wrap us up. Who is your guy? Rakeem Jarrett, wide receiver out of Maryland, five former five star recruits at Corey Kinnon. At Corey, oh, Corey, don't listen to this, man. I hope you didn't. Um, so I know Cor- show? I don't know, maybe Corey, Corey, to- Corey told me about him though, and he said he really liked Rakeem Jarrett. So I made sure that I got to him this week. I don't know, man. Like, He's a well-built slot that has some physicality to him. I think his straight line speed is fine. I just there's nothing about him that separates him, in my opinion. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I've seen people have him as a top five wide receiver in the class. I'm just like Ooh. he's just very fine to me, right? Like I think he's late day two, early day three type dude. Like I, he could be maybe a starting slot down the line, but I, I, I don't personally see it. Like there's not any nuance to his game right now. He's a big physical athlete, right? For the, mm. for a slot receiver, like he can break tackles and he can do all that type of stuff, but I don't see nuance. I don't see dominance. Like for a guy that was a five-star recruit, especially after Dante Demas went down, I would expect him to just dominate each and every week. And I just felt like I didn't see it. Like I just did not see it. I don't know. Please, for the love of God, stop overrating the Maryland guys, they're Why? not. That whoa, whoa. Dante no, Demas just, is legit. Dante Demas is. I, I, he can run. He, his two good Dante's games were against Howard and I forget the other team that they played. They were like, and then he got hurt. But I just don't understand. We did. We, I, I talked about uh, Talia Tagovailoa, like how he's being brought up when he shouldn't be brought up at all. I just don't understand why we do this. Like we do this often. There's a lot of talented kids that come out of that DMV area and a lot of them commit to go play at Maryland, but please, can we stop overrating these guys that like, I, I haven't watched Rakeem Jarrett, Ryan. I'm just 
I need yeah. to get this out there. We do this way too freaking much. I, I'm, I, I, I like your team. I like your team more than you, Ryan. It's like, I, how, I, how much did you like him? How much did you? I like mean, him? I thought I liked him a lot more than you based on how you were going. But then you said, "Oh, this is a late day two, early day three guy." And I think I see him in the same vein. I think sure. he is. I think he's like a, you know, back end of the third round, probably early fourth round guy. But I, I like him. I think this is. Uh, I thought he was really well built. I think after the catch, he was pretty impressive. Uh, and that's what I really look for in my, you know, those smaller. Like obviously, you have your big slots, like you know, trying to, you know, go after like the Juju Smith shooters of the world, and then you have your traditional slot receivers who are just shorter. And I feel like Raheem Jarrett is just one of those sturdy slots that you know you can rely on after the catch. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any traits as far as like his speed or anything that really stood out, but. I liked him more than Jaden Reed, so maybe I'm just playing the comparison game here. Yeah, and and they're kind of similar molds. They're both that five eleven six foot. You know, uh, I think I think uh, I think Jarrett's a little heavier. I think he's got a little bit more muscle on him. But I mean, they're kind of they're kind of going to be compared a little bit because they play a similar role in their offense. And I really liked Raheem Jarrett versus what I saw in Jaden Reed. So maybe that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. But uh, yeah, I kind of like Raheem Jarrett. I'm not. He's, I don't think I don't think he has too much upside, but I think he. He's 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 thick. He's a yeah. Thick he's guy. thick. He is I think, thick. And I, going back to my Jordan Whitting Whittington pick, I like those like thick after the catch, break tackle, wide receiver. That's like my style. That's my that's my mm. tick. I, I really love wide receivers that break tackles. So gotcha. that's me. I can't I can't believe Joe just threw complete shade at the Maryland program. I'll say their uh, offensive tackle. Their offensive tackle Jalen Duncan's a pretty good player. We'll okay, I'll I'll him. watch him. I'll make a decision a decision on. It. I just I we do it so often, and it's just it's. They've never been a good football program. They've never been a good football program. And every year we always act like that they're going to be How good. And then dare you insult Darius Hayward Bay like that. How dare you? All right, you? we're ending the show. Yeah, on wait, Joe, can I, can I put my stamp on one person before we leave? No. No, who do you got? Who do you got? <laughs> I am president of the fan club, Parker Washington, Penn State. Oh, so you this, can't you, wait, but you came in here comparing him to Amari Rogers. Like, yeah, I thought you'd be coming well, in here with a higher cop. Whether Amari Rogers has worked out thus far or not, we're, we're getting some good reports at OTAs this year. It's only year two or year three. I think Parker Washington's a dude. I oh, dude. really like him. I think from uh, I was comparing him to Amari Rogers before the show because of his body, like composition, like, you know, his speed is similar, uh, height, weight is almost identical uh, to what Amari Rogers did at the combine. So, I think body shape wise, he's eerily similar to Amari Rogers, but I think this guy dominates at the catch point versus what Amari Rogers did. Amari Rogers was really just a gadget, get the ball in his hands. He's shifty, he's quick, whatever. But this guy has that plus his ability. His his ball skills are insane. This guy put that put down multiple ridiculous one-handed catches uh, on his film last year. I know y'all. I know y'all seen the Jahan Dotson Ohio State one from a uh, year before last. That was impressive. Parker Washington yeah. has a lot of the same like insane catches, and you pair that with the athleticism and short area quickness that he does. I really like Parker mm. Washington. Did you did you like Dotson last cycle, or were you not a big? Yeah, fan I thought Dotson was good. I don't I don't know if you know 16th overall is where I'd take him, but sure. like I, I like sure. Dotson. He, he was. Gotcha. He, I think he's going to be a really really good wide receiver too for ten years. The the funny thing with Washington is like, I saw his. I started watching him last night, and then I, I didn't I didn't finish. But his his size is like really unexpected because he's listed at like 5'10", 212, which is massive for He's dense, man. He's dense. That is a thick dude. Like that's really good. My style, man. Which I don't even I don't even know if that truly fits 
Amari Rogers because like Amari Rogers wasn't that thick. Like this uh, is Amari Rogers. Yeah, Rogers was like two ten. He was like five ten, two ten. Yeah, Amari Rogers. I was looking at his mock draftable. I think yeah, I think he was two ten, two ten, two twelve, something like that. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he was two twelve. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's Aaron Rodgers, Amari Rogers. Because you don't you don't see too many guys that are five ten, five nine, two hundred. 10 plus pounds like you do with those two. So do you, that's do you know what Amari Rogers is the only family member that Aaron still talks to. Do you know? Oh, good one, Joe. Do you know, actually speaking of Amari Rogers family, do you know who his dad is actually though, Joe? Yes. Wait, I forget. Uh, Cause oh, he was man. at the senior bowl and there was a whole big thing. Uh, who was it? It's former quarterback, Tennessee, university of Tennessee. Martin. Right. It was the guy Manning. who was Martin. Martin. Yeah, yeah, T. Martin. T. Martin. <laughs> So Peyton Manning never won a never won a championship at Tennessee, and then he leaves the year after. T. Martin, T. Martin takes him to the championship and wins. Love it. Yep. All right, great note to let, wrap us up on. At Joe DeLeon, at Alex Skills Trip, at Rise and Draft, at NFL Prospects Pod. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're tuning in. We'll be back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.